Chapter 1. Emma Holds On To Power Part 1. King Ethelred. King Ethelred of England was standing on a beach. It was calm and cold, with just a light wind. He was standing barefoot on the pebbles, feeling the cold water around his feet. Then, as he looked up, he saw a terrifying sight. A fleet of boats was approaching. Narrow, powerful boats with fifty men in each vessel, every man holding oars driving the boats forward towards the king standing defenceless in the water. The boat at the front was gaining speed. It was so close to Ethered now that he could see a man at the front of the boat yelling and waving an axe towards the king. The man was a terrifying sight. He had long, matted hair that tangled with his beard. He was shouting loudly in Norwegian, his eyes furious, hungry to take England at last. The man wore a helmet with horns on top, and as he yelled, Ethred saw black teeth, spitting his desire for English blood. The boat got closer to the barefoot king, but he couldn't move. He couldn't run. The axe was getting so close now, but his feet wouldn't move. He was going to die here on this beach, and no one around to help him. Then the king woke up, panting and sweating. He could still see the face of the Viking as he looked up at the ceiling. It was the third nightmare this week. He got up, lit the candle and walked outside to where a small well was in the courtyard. Pulling the rope, he eventually lifted a bucket of cold water into his hands and drank. He had been king of England for many years now, but he was no wiser for it. He was a kind man, with a long brown beard and bushy eyebrows, and he wanted nothing more to see England secure and powerful, just like his father had left it for him. But the Viking stirred in the king such fear that he could barely even talk to his wife Emma about it. They were fearsome warriors from Norway and Denmark who could cross the channel in just a few days with their incredible boats and terrifying helmets. The Vikings had been invading England every few years for the whole time that Ethered had been king, and he could never fully make the threat go away. His best technique was to pay the Vikings to leave, and this the Vikings seemed ready to do. The problem was that this tactic had not only encouraged the Vikings to just invade more often to get their money, but had earned the king the nickname of the Unready which made him most displeased. Walking back through the stone-floored courtyard, through the entrance hall, and eventually back to the royal bedroom, he saw his wife Emma sleeping peacefully. She was never scared, and it brought the old king shame to think of it. She had been the daughter of the famous Richard the Fearless, ruler of Normandy and France, and been brought up to fear no one. Emma was so ambitious, even that scared Ethelred sometimes. He thought back fondly of his first wife as he got back into bed, Elgifu, she had been his favourite, no doubt about it. He had married Emma, not for her incredible beauty or quick mind, but because he'd hoped that her father in Normandy would then help to protect England from the Vikings. He had ensured that England would never under serious threat, or else Emma would lose everything. But it was not exactly the security that Ethered had been hoping for when he married her. She could be quite cold and nasty, but if Emma was cold to Ethered, it was nothing compared to how she treated their sons, Alfred and Edward. Maybe it was the French in her, the king thought, but he'd experienced a much warmer upbringing from his mother when he was young. Emma was ambitious for her sons, certainly, but she was aggressive, competitive, and always made the poor boys feel that everything they did just wasn't good enough for her. Ethered felt for the boys, but as he blew his candle out, it was the image of the Viking warrior that filled his mind again. Part 2. Emma Little did poor Ethered know that his nightmare was about to become a reality. That May, in the year 1016, the King of the Vikings landed near London and fought a terrible battle in Essex. The Vikings won, and their leader, Canute, boldly declared himself the new King of England. 
Ethelred tried his usual technique, paying the Vikings to leave England, but this time the warriors refused and Canute stayed. Canute was a tall and handsome man. He had shoulder-length blonde hair and bright blue eyes full of adventure. He had a strong face and a nose that had clearly been broken many times during previous battles. Canute was the leader of the Vikings, but that also meant that he was the leader of Norway and Denmark, and now England as well. Ethelred was beside himself. His worst fears had happened, and now he was at the mercy of the new king. But Emma was more quick-thinking and she made an appointment to meet Canute as soon as he became the new king. As she approached his throne, the raucous sounds of cheering and victory, although in a language she couldn't understand, died away and silence fell. Her feet made no sound on the stone floor in the great hall as she reached his throne and kneeled before him. My king, she whispered, not daring to look up into his face. I have come to you with a quiet idea, a proposition that might benefit us both if you would agree to meet with me. Canute was curious. He gazed down at this fallen queen, bold and unbroken. Emma, I will meet with you. This way. And Canute led her to a side chamber where there was only a small arrow hole in the wall for light. The king stared into his eyes and made this request that was the only hope for her survival. Her heart beat in her chest as she carefully chose the right words that would entice the new king to her plan. Canute. King of Norway, Denmark and England. I know your plans are to replace the English nobles with your own men from your lands, and I welcome them. You are our new leader of this country. However, would it not be wise for you to have some continuity for the English people? Perhaps, if their queen was to say the same, they would accept your rule with open arms. Whatever Kinnit was expecting, it was not a marriage proposal. He had heard that Emma and the old king Ethelred were not close but to marry the very man who'd supplanted her husband was an act of survival that he had never expected. Canute was quietly impressed and waited to hear the end of the proposition. Then, if you were to accept, Emma went on, perhaps you would consider saving my sons. Let them be banished in exile, not killed. Let them run to Normandy, to northern France, and there they will live as Normans, away from your land in England forever. Canute was a proud man and he was willing to accept good ideas from other people when he heard them. He pondered Emma's plans for a few days, and then sent her word of his agreement. The pair were married just a few weeks later. Alfred and Edward fled to Normandy as promised, and Ethered was brutally killed, as was the Viking way. Although Emma and Canute were pulled together by mutual benefit, the pair grew more fond of each other. Emma was soon learning Scandinavian, the language that Canute spoke, so that she herself could command earls and thanes and even soldiers. With her moment of cunning, Emma had positioned herself back into power. It surprised her also how quickly she forgot about her English family, of Ethered and the boys. She was ambitious as ever, and looking to the future. <laughs>